Hi, welcome back to another episode of Creatrix Culture. I'm your host, Sarah Lottie. Today, I'm excited to bring in here, well, she's actually on the phone. <laughs> she's not bringing her anywhere. <laughs> A really dear, now old friend of mine, Rena Dumas. <laughs> I think we've known each other now since 2013, so we are going on almost eight years, actually longer than that, 20, we met in June of 2012 when we were waiting tables together at a new restaurant in Los Angeles. And now we have moved on so far beyond that. <laughs> we have even done business ventures together and we've started walking a spiritual path together. And then we have kind of gone in different directions for a while. She just moved to Hawaii. Actually, once again, she didn't just move there. She's been living there for a couple years. And we are coming back together today to reconnect about our spiritual journey and our lives and just talk about whatever is on our heart and whatever comes up. So this is going to be a free-flowing podcast without a really hard topic, which we sat with it for a couple of weeks. If we, if there was something we really wanted to talk about, um, then I think we both kind of came to the table today feeling that we were just going to talk about what, what whatever came up and was on our heart and wherever um, spirit led us to discuss and share with everyone as we both have a similar um, spiritual journey, but also very different. So I can't wait to dive in with her here. Um, Rina Dumas is a spiritual teacher and a Sarasvati healing practitioner. And if you want to check her out right now, you can uh, connect with her on Instagram. And her Instagram handle is at Rina Dumas, R-E-N-A-D-U-M-A-S. So I want to welcome Rina to the podcast today. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having me, Sarah. And hello to the Creatrix Culture Soul family. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for for jumping on here. I'm so excited to be here. She's partially across the pond in Hawaii, so she's a she's a half a jump. Yeah. She's the springboard into the other motherland. Yep, from Los Angeles to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting actually where, you know, you were kind of talking about where our two paths have kind of like forked off into different directions is um, kind of having a unifying subject. And that's really like when we both left significant others due to addictions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when we both were kind of just went in different directions and different places and have had an initiation into a complete rebirth in our life mm -hmm. in our lives yeah and it's what? just so exciting to like really come back and and share this yeah and, and and connect at where we are now after that what year was your breakup so that happened 2018 okay uh yeah, 2018, September of 2018. So okay. it's going on two years now. And yours was... Initially, um, I had the initial thought of leaving. I actually haven't even really actually talked about this subject on the podcast yet. So I'm divorced, <laughs> for all of you that don't know. Um, <laughs> I initially left him... Uh, after a year and a half of marriage, I left him... Um, 
we were five years together before we got married. And then after a year and a half of marriage, I left him in the beginning. It was kind of, it was about February of 2017. And we kind of went back and forth and figuring it out and, and whatever for the majority of 2017. There was this kind of, you know, in and out um, until about August. Then August, it was a definite, uh, a definite like this is done and, and over and we split ways and split everything. I didn't actually, um, wasn't legally divorced until December of 2018 because it takes six months in California to fully get a divorce. Um, and then there, he left LA and went home for a little bit and then came back and kind of put it all on me to like figure out the divorce stuff and me and legal papers and having to deal with government and all that. I just shut down. But I also, because we didn't really have any assets or anything to really split or deal with lawyers, I didn't want to go that route. So, um, I had to try to figure out how do we get divorced kind of on my own. And then once I had a good idea about how to do that, we didn't go to the, we actually went to the, um, because we got married on June 20th and we actually went to the courthouse to get divorced on June 16th. Oh so it was four days shy of exactly two years that we're legally married. And then later that year, then it was officially that we were divorced. So yeah, and 2018 was like, yeah, towards the, the end of 2017 was the initial split. And then towards the end of 2018 was the, the final cutting the uh, government ties there, which <laughs> let me tell you about that one, uh, you know, is a really big pain in the ass. And had someone told me, honestly, I think of what entails getting a divorce, like how just annoying it is. I, I don't know if I would have gotten married. Like, I'm like, we're done and we need to break up. And this isn't working, but now I have to go to you, Mr. Person I don't know, who's going to sit behind a desk, and you're going to tell me if I can leave this unhealthy relationship or not? Mm. That's messed up. And then I have to pay $400. Luckily, it was only 400 because a lot of people have to pay a lot more. And sign a <laughs> bunch of paperwork for then you to tell me that I then can remove myself from a toxic situation. And that's made me look at marriage completely differently of what it looks like to actually, not a spiritual marriage, but a third dimensional marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, those breakups, I think if we knew how hard a breakup actually was going to be or what the details were or what it entailed, I think a lot of us would really struggle. Or that's why a lot of people do struggle mm -hmm. removing themselves and leaving negative relationships because of these worldly physical things that we have to deal with and sometimes I think people do really think it would just be easier to quiet that call of the soul yes. to leave a relationship mm -hmm. rather than be like you know what okay I'm willing to face this I'm willing to do what it takes to leave this relationship despite whatever comes my way <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it is hard. And it's like, no matter how much amount of time you've been with someone, it's never easy to split. And 
especially when it's been a deep relationship. You know, you go through so much, but coming out of the other side of it and going through, it's like sometimes we need to go into that deepness, that darkness, that thing that we're so trying to avoid so we stay in these things, in jobs, in relationships, in situations, you know, that we would rather stay comfortable and 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 not be fully happy or fulfilled because we're scared of that darkness when the like descending into the darkness and learning the lessons that so the soul wants to learn or needs to learn and needs to grow from and then coming out from the other side the, i don't know if there's a more beautiful process even though we we hold ourselves back from that process because it looks scary, but there's nothing more powerful within the human experience than to go through that rebirth, through that dark night of the soul process, to come out on this other side and be so strong in ourselves and, and something new. And to like think of that, you know, for me to stay in in, in a relationship that was, there was a lot of addiction and a lot of unhealthiness if I would still be where I would I be now had I not left as opposed to where I am now because I did leave yes yes I would be probably I a lot of times when we stay in places that are unhealthy for us or not serving for us that's where we also like attract you know diseases and um like physical ailments physical ailments and you know like one thing after another of depression yeah exactly all the things and we're not understanding like why am i always sick why do this part of me always hurt why i had some things going on for years that it was like um i didn't really (laughs) share with a lot of people it was like i was getting um like an autoimmune thing happening right right because that call is happening within you know specifically to our case, what we're speaking to right now in relationships where the soul no longer wants to be in that relationship and it is time to move and we're getting that call from the heart. It is so interesting to see how spirit will show us whether it's, you know, an autoimmune disease, whether it's in our dreams, whether it's acting out through addiction or, you know, numbing ourselves in some way. It's this thing that you can't deny, whether you're conscious of it or not, where spirit or your heart or your soul is saying, okay, it's time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like how long you ignore that and how long you go without facing reality of what's happening in your inner world Mm -hmm. we're gonna see the consequences of Mm -hmm. ignoring that soul heart call Mm -hmm. of like okay it's time to move on and it's gonna be a jump into the unknown and i am scared as hell (laughs) but just like you were saying it is the most transformative experience it is the caterpillar to the butterfly it is in that chrysalis in that dark night of the soul that that transformation that is so rewarding that we crave in this human experience it's in that scary chrysalis where you turn into like that gunk and you turn into you know nothing from that transitional point from caterpillar to butterfly that you have to sit in that and what that feels like in the physical reality it can be 
so challenging and so testing. So challenging. <laughs> I mean, there there was honestly when I was sitting in the gunk, there was some nights I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna make it out alive. Like I I really didn't. I didn't know if I was oh gonna be able gosh. to put all the pieces back together. I was like, my mind like there was there was a night where I literally had to hold my brain together physically with my hands because I was losing all like comprehension of like everything. Like I had to put my hands on my head and think of, cause I felt like I was having a moment of losing, legitimately losing my mind. Oh my gosh. I know what you mean. When I was in the gunk, the gunk of the chrysalis in that transformation, there was one time I was sitting in a hotel bed because I had to just leave my life. And I was like, this feels like I'm dying. Mm -hmm. This literally feels like I'm dying. And in that moment, I had a divine download and spirit was like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the only positive affirmation I could tell myself in that moment, the only positive thought I could reach for in that moment was, holy shit, if this isn't killing me, it means it's making me stronger. Yeah. Like that was the only truth I could grasp. <laughs> it was the only light of hope that was like, oh my gosh. Okay. It means I'm going to come out stronger. Yeah. Oh gosh, our gunk moments. Our gunk moments. Yeah. I think that's so profound right now with COVID because that is literally what society is in right now. Yes. We are in a transformative chrysalis we're in the gunk we are in the gunk we are in the unknown and it feels awful like death yes but what's interesting about that because i've been talking about that a little bit um on the podcast here of that as a collective we're definitely in the dark night of the soul and i feel like there's a lot of us um who walk a very uh strong spiritual path that have kind of gone through this before the collective in order to hold space for the collective. But what's interesting about it is like, even though, you know, we've done it for ourselves, we're still in it with everybody else. So we're holding a a pillar of strength, you know, but we're also being challenged through it too, because we are being an empath and being human, we're, you know, in the human form, in the third dimension, you know, we're, we're still being affected by it in our own way. So we're still being challenged. And like, even though we've been the butterfly, <laughs> you know, we're not free and clear of the collective because then right. we're all still one in it. We're all still of source. Right. We're all going to be, you know, we were just in asked in a way to come here and do it before so that we can be the guideposts for the rest of them. And you know what? This is where I get a lot of soul healing from the star Arcturus. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of lessons that I learned from Arcturus is um, swimming in the sea of consciousness without drowning in it. And I've learned this from my mentor. Um, And that was so powerful for me to, to really learn is that, like you said, Sarah, we have been through this. We have been prepared to heal for this. We have been through the dark night of the soul to really understand what's happening on a collective level. But it is so different going through it on an individual basis and then feeling it with the collective. It's times a million. It's 
so it can be so heavy and we learn and grow that new level of like understanding Mm -hmm. what's happening and so even though we've been through it it's like this higher up leveling of oh wow this is how you do it on my this is how I do it on my own but then this is how I do it when (laughs) the globe the globe is is doing it yeah Like, like I got me, like, I know I can, like, I know I'm, I'm strong. I know, you know, especially now, like even before I went into my, into my own chrysalis, like, I know if I set my mind to something, I'm going to come out on the other side, I'm going to survive. But I don't know if everyone's going to set their mind to that and hold on to that and come out to the other side to survive, you know? So yeah, it is. This is how I do this with everybody else is like a totally different ball game. Oh my gosh. You know, and what's so important is the physical body. And I think we can spiritually bypass the physical body because we have such an affinity for soul work, spirit realm, um, you know, traveling to the stars, traveling to different dimensions and whatnot. But we have to remember that we are in a body. Mm -hmm. We are our physical body. And even though that's not the complete picture, it is a big part of our picture here on earth school yeah and nourishing the body staying aligned with self-care nurturing our heart desires which is so important that is not just some you know like lofty kind of thing that's what keeps us in our life vest so that we don't drown in the Mm -hmm. consciousness Mm -hmm. that's that's really the lower vibrations that we're feeling and so that you know because like you said we're all one we feel that astral wave of negativity and the people who are really feeling right now like am I going to make it out of this alive am Mm -hmm. I going to recover from this am I going to you know what's going to happen with our political system what's going to happen with our economy what's going to happen with our global affairs like the way that we don't drown in that is by nurturing Mm -hmm. the physical body Mm -hmm. of course nurturing our spiritual practice and everything else but we have to remember that the physical body is just as important when we're feeling these astral waves and conscious transition in the masses Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's true well i think that's like you know covid's had an awakening you know just for people in general about um paying attention to physical because, you know, now there's this said virus that is going to do who knows what to you. Where are you in your physical state? Have, where are you? And have you been taking care of yourself? Have is, what are you doing to yourself to, like, you know, put up a defense against said virus? You know what I mean? Um, I think more and people are, are it's had them even look at that. How are you eating? How are you sleeping? How how have you let your stress of your life before this run you into the ground by the choices you've made just consciously or subconsciously or the job you have and now that you're taken away from that job maybe? Maybe like you think it's like a disservice, but it might be the biggest blessing because you don't know you would create a bigger disease than than you would create a cancer that is incurable that would take you down you would create because of the stress of the life that you're living in right right well this i think this is a great point to bring up ego versus spirit mm-hmm. and why transitions can be so difficult like the transition that we're feeling right now with 
um, on a global scale. And I think it's really important to note that like change to the ego feels like death. Mm -hmm. And the physical reaction that we get to something like, oh, you know, we're closing down your work, essential workers only, you can't work tomorrow. Like, not only is that scary because our livelihood is dependent on that, but that is also scary because that is massive change to the ego. Mm -hmm. So there's like numerous amount of things going on. And what we have to remember is the ego is going to see any type of change as this like threat, massive yes, Mm -hmm. and destruction to what it's known. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we have to kind of wrap our mind around and we have to get ahead of our ego and we have to remember that the territory of the unknown is the only place that miracles happen. And yet it feels like death to the ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any threat to the ego is, you know, that, that little ego, (laughs) that little ego likes to hang on for dear life. But when the minute you can learn to work with it, rise above it, it's like, that's where all the magic is. That's where all the gold is. That's where all the easy life living is, you know, that's where it's just like all the things you ever want are, but, that ego really makes you believe like, you know, the toxic relationship of the ego really mm. makes you mm. think that that comfort of its safety and the comfort of its, you know, that's, that's where, you know, that's where you're the most safe or that's where you're the most taken care of. And it's like, no, that's, you gotta, you gotta divorce that ego. Like you gotta <laughs> like, you know, you gotta go. And that's through the dark night of the soul process of the crystalline is then you're like, you know, that ego's trying to pull you back. You're trying to go forward. You're figuring it all out. It's all getting mushy, you know? And when the when the ego clamps on harder, I think those are the moments where we have the most, like, we're thinking we're going insane because we're yeah. being pulled by spirit, but we're being clenched on by ego. So then, therefore, it's this, this weird in-between. <laughs> it's like we're in the upside down of the... Of, uh, whatever that TV show is, we're like stuck in the upside down. It's like, um, stranger things. It's like, you can see the, like all the stuff and like the people, but you can't get to them. Cause it's like dark and like, like <laughs> icky and like you can hear them, but you really can't. And you're like, like the demons are coming over here, but you know, the way out's over there. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. that is, you know, yeah. Like you had to hold on to your brain. I had to hold on to my brain <laughs> while I went on the ride. Your crown chakra. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the safety of the ego. I mean, that's like the catch-22 of COVID, right? It's pulled everyone out of the safety of their ego. It's thrown everyone into the unknown. Mm -hmm. We're in this marvelous place to make such a beautiful transition to a new earth. And we less light workers, the light workers that are listening to this right now, it's like, we have to hold that light. Mm-hmm. We have to hold that, that knowing we have to hold that remembering that yes, it's a dark night of the soul for planet earth and for humanity, but we're going to make it. Oh, we're going to beyond make it. Even <laughs> if it doesn't feel like it, mo- you know, and I just have to say, I just have to say this to, to the ones listening on the political structure. It doesn't matter who ends in office at this point because we're going to be going there 
it we're like I don't with her with I don't want to say with her like regardless that's the word I'm looking for we're going to be going there regardless um so it's like wasting time on this like you know is 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 are they the savior are they the savior are they you know what I mean like the earth is the earth is its own thing it has it doesn't even care about government it doesn't even care about this political parties and who's going to be in control whatever she's going to go in the direction she's going to go and you can either jump on the bus or you're going to be thrown off and that's basically it so like She's going to be moving to where she needs to go and where she needs to go is traveling into the fifth dimension and her expansion and her own, you know, uh, she's been going through her own chrysalis. If you look at what has been done to uh, to nature over the years and the destruction and what she's, you know, has gone on on her like physical being is, you know, she's all this, you know, she's had her cancers and her this and her that and her darkness and now she wants to ascend too. She wants, she's now ready to emerge her own butterfly. So she's going to go with or without anyone that wants to come along because that is now her path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely in our political system have a paradigm that is dying. And with that death, like we've, which is kind of coming up as a theme here, that that paradigm is going to fight even harder mm-hmm. and harder and mm-hmm. harder to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to hold the light and that can sound flighty but it is absolutely not if someone says that that is it's not the truth like us holding that light within our hearts connecting to mother earth and sending blessings of Mm -hmm. unconditional love to mother earth is so important right now to liaison this change that's happening Mm -hmm. and to not focus on you know option a option b like in our political system that gives us but focus on the change that is happening and that we are you know midwiving through the process Mm -hmm. and it's you know it is happening and we do have to remember that we do have mother earth has her destination and and she knows where she's going but each of us we're like little ants and ants can pack like a huge punch you know they can hold so much more than their weight mm-hmm. and we have to remember that that's what our spiritual practice is it packs such a huge punch and it offers so much to the earth and it blesses her in a way that we can't even fathom to really help this transition happen and like we can't stay stuck in the mess that we are seeing on the planet right now we have to stay focused on like where we're headed mm-hmm. and that is the main key to not getting dragged in to the disgusting the the what we're seeing in our political leadership which is not leadership at all it's Mm-mm. it's a vibration that's willing to drag us down at any moment and fear does not hesitate at dragging the love of the heart down mm-hmm. and to to your listeners like stay strong in your heart stay strong in nourishing your body stay strong in being careful what you listen to because it is so important Mm -hmm. and even more important in what we're seeing right now yeah oh what you're feeding yourself with your what you're feeding yourself through the social media through the news through everything and even Mm. there's times i'm at places and certain conversations are going on and i just have to redirect because i'm like i i even tell them like there's no point of you guys sitting here 
and adding to this this lower vibration of what's going on because this isn't serving anything it's actually just it's 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 counterproductive and adding to that negativity exactly and it's like if you want something bigger to happen and better to happen then this is you know a lot of people don't know this because they're not in the practice or have gone through the practice but you're adding to exactly what you don't want and I've probably said it on the channel here before and I'll just say it again like it's it to me it's spirituality 101 and I don't say that like for anyone listening that doesn't know this like oh you don't know but I'm saying it as be very mindful of the conversations you get into especially as a group because you're just literally like the more you oppose the person you don't want in office you're helping them put them in office right. the more you oppose you don't want something to happen the more you're adding the energy for it to happen Right. And like for those who aren't big spiritual believers or whatever, and, and what we might be saying might sound foo-foo or whatever, like, you know, but it's 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 true. So like right. you have to go in and find your heart and your love and your light. And really, no matter what is going on around you, no matter what is your peers are doing around you, what no matter what anyone's even talking about is is as much as you can bringing yourself back to that yes this is the law of attraction 101 like you're talking about and um my favorite quote is mother Teresa, where she says i'm not going to say this verbatim off the top of my head but she says you know don't invite me to a war rally invite me to a pro-life rally Mm -hmm. and the meaning behind that is that if you go to well to translate in this to translate this to current times is this whole thing about anti-racism. If you're not anti-racism, it means you're racist. But that black and white doesn't work. If you're anti-racist, that means you're giving more power to racism. That is mm-hmm. law of attraction mm-hmm. 101. Mm-hmm. To move out of racism, we have to focus on equality. Mm-hmm. We have to focus on networks that embrace diversity we have to focus on different ways of doing things we have to focus on vulnerability Uh, we have to focus on ingenuity innovation these things that require so much more than saying hey you're wrong i'm right because if you're saying if you're not anti-racist then you're racist you're basically doing what our political system is doing hate these people Mm -hmm. these people are wrong Mm -hmm. love these people these are people are right and that goes against our spiritual nature of oneness and wholeness mm-hmm. and so that law of attraction that sarah is speaking to right now is telling you don't fight against what you don't want it just gives it more power put energy put time care and attention into what you do want absolutely yeah and keeping that keeping that focus and it's hard it's hard it because is we're not programmed like that you know it's like even you saying that about you know about racism it's just like it even brought up for me like you know organized religions in the sense of the same thing of like you know they're speaking of they're like everyone's speaking of kind of the same thing at the end of the day of like you know the teachings but then there there's wars that happen over religion there's there's wars that happen of people trying to convert other people to this other thing yes. there's all this opposition that it's just it's it's counteracting the work the work is 
being one mm -hmm. and having even organized religion separates. It separates this oneness because everyone thinks theirs is the right one. Now you've just separated. You're, you've, you've, gone, you've gone completely against what this thing is saying. So that's even these political things like, oh, I identify with this, with that. You've gone completely away with what, what about the unity of the country? What about the unity of the planet? What about the unity of our light being spiritual selves? We're all going to talk about it in different language because we talk in different languages. But at the end of the day, I will have to say majority of us on the planet all want the same thing. And if right. there is a small percentage of beings that don't want it and do come from a more dark place and want this dark and destruction, I believe love there's is a so much stronger than love fear. is so much stronger and it's a yeah. smaller percentage, but right. we allowed our, ourselves to get swayed at different times into other things, into this opposition. Right. It's a new level. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will totally speak to my humanness and my journey and path and spiritual purpose. Like, um, when the anti-racism first did come out, I was like, because I'm such pro-life, I'm such a for equality mm -hmm. and for me it made sense I was like yeah that's right like anti-racism I felt prey to it and I think that's so important to share here because we're all we're not immune to this we're not immune to the collective healing that's taking place right now and that to not beat yourself up when you do fall prey to it but it was a beautiful moment for me really to come back to my heart and be like oh my gosh wait a second. No, that's not aligned with my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wait, wait, let me get back in alignment. What is alignment with my heart? And it was like, no, focusing on where can I make an outlet that focuses on equality and diversity? How can I get creative about this? So when you do find yourself <laughs> falling prey to, you know, what's happening in our collective consciousness, it's so important to remember forgiveness. Mm hmm and coming back to your heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And to like, you know, th there's things and understanding when there are things that are being purposely provoked to have a certain like narrative play out or massive, like massive amounts of people play in a certain direction. Um, it, it's just so counterproductive to, yeah. to what's, really important and um i was having a healing a few weeks ago with the shaman that i work with and um it was a it was a sound bath but i was in this chamber um with the bowls around me we were taking turns going one-on-one -on -one in this little chamber and beautiful yeah um all of a sudden jesus came to me and he showed me millions of people like a sea of people we were standing above them right and they were down below mm -hmm. and for anyone that knows little mermaid and remembers when uh ariel visits ursula in ursula's oh like gosh. underworld and there's the poor unfortunate souls right yes. and they're all like decrepit and gray and little worms okay and they're all so sad and and <laughs> just watch this movie <laughs> You just watched it? I just watched it last week. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my god, I love that. So I was actually singing under this <laughs> and I was like, I need to watch this movie. Oh my god, I love it. This is why. Yeah. Totally, because I, I, I've been telling this to a few other people and they're like, no, I don't remember that part. So I'm glad you're up to date. 
you, it's fresh in your mind, this part. Um, Spirit prepared me for Yep, this. 100%. Um, so, <laughs> so brilliant. I love when it all lines up like this. I'm like, no one else was watching Little Mermaid before I told him this story, but thank God you were. So we could have this profound conversation about it. <laughs> No one else was on the podcast, though, so I guess they weren't led to watch Little Mermaid. So, yeah, so um, the, so basically what was happening was is, like, these the sea of a million people were going from, like, crouching down and becoming poor, unfortunate souls to then, like, and they were doing it in unison. They were, like, transforming into poor, unfortunate souls, then transforming back into the light and being human again and full body and full spirit and full, like, whatever, and opening their heart and opening their arms and their chests up and their head to the light, to the sun. Mm. And then they were, like, but it was, like, in unison and it kept going. And basically, Jesus said to me is, and I work with Jesus as non-denomination. I don't work with Jesus, and I, I've mentioned it in, in other episodes, but I don't work with Jesus is that he's this religion or that religion. I And uh, actually, a friend of mine and I just had a uh, discussion about Christ consciousness and what Christ consciousness means, and, and he's Jewish, and he... Um, we were doing a healing and he was a little bit worried that me calling in Christ consciousness and God consciousness, but more on the Christ consciousness thing that I was going against his, like, you know, was this bad against his religion. And I was explaining to him, no, Christ consciousness for me, where it resides is Christ consciousness is about unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying unconditional love consciousness or a longer word, we put it into Christ consciousness because what, Jesus really came here to teach is non-denominational, has nothing to do with religion. He came to teach how we can become light beings and how we can live in unconditional love and how we can live on this planet peacefully together. And what does that mean? What does that look like? That doesn't mean you become Jewish, you become Catholic, you become blah, blah, blah. You know, that means that it's, it's, it's a more of an act. It's, it's a way of life. So yes. Christ consciousness to me resides in the di- in the dimension in the the space of uncon- pure unconditional love. God consciousness then explains the unison that coming from the teachings, coming from the knowing that we are one. That's all it is. We could call it we are one consciousness, or we can call it we are God consciousness because God is essentially just it's it, it's an it's it, we came from this oneness. It's the oneness light that we came from that is god then we became these little specking flecks of of individual beings and we go off to have our human experiences and 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 evolve and learn and grow but so christ consciousness is that god consciousness is that so basically jesus is is reminding me and showing me and letting and, and and just saying like no matter what's happening on these with these structures or what's happening in media or what we're being fed is every single one of us has the power to not be no longer a poor and fortunate soul. And that has nothing to do with what they're letting feeding your brain and this fear that they're impacting your brain with and that they're programming your brain with saying they're basically saying that's why you have to be careful of what you're listening, watching to the conversations you're taking in because you're just re you're just making that programming be true or you thinking that it's true even though it's not true as every single one of us can step into christ consciousness and live in the light in full standing heart open chest up 
face towards the sun, Christ consciousness, or you can easily turn on the television, turn it on to whatever news channel you want, and go lower and become poor, unfortunate soul. Right. Yes. The door is open. That we are not put in cages. That like we can literally open the prison door. It's a choice. It is not right. locked. Right. Oh, I love it. I love Jesus's teachings, and not like from the Bible, but like actually heart to heart experience with Him. Mm-hmm. I've had the same thing, Sarah, where He has shown me visions that are just so like they come through so quickly mm-hmm. i don't know if that happened with your he, unfortunate yeah family. he always comes when he comes in it's always like really we're just in it it's precise yeah and it's so unconditionally loving and mm-hmm. it, i've noticed with jesus he has humor and how he shows us things oh my gosh he's hysterical <laughs> there was one time like he i don't remember what the teaching was but then he like there was like it was like a hole in the ceiling of where I was, and then in that hole went to straight into the stars. So I don't even know if it was day or night where I was when I was in this meditation, but basically the hole was made in the ceiling, and then he like popped his head in and was like making jokes. Like it's always like really funny, like that dealing with Jesus. Like it is not serious at all. Like he is such a goofball. He's such a weirdo. Oh my gosh, I know. I just had a moment a few months ago where I saw a statue of him and he was holding something I couldn't make out. And I was like looking at the statue and then my heart was just like talking to Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, what are you holding? And instead of like coming through in the statue, he popped right next to me and was like, I don't know, what am I holding? (laughs) (laughs) I... It touched my heart so brilliantly, and I laughed so hard. And just feeling him looking at something with me, sharing the curiosity with me, not trying to figure life out, not trying to figure the statue out, but just humorously being there with me, that's what we all crave. Mm -hmm. We just crave that connection. Mm -hmm. We crave just being heard and seen. And expressing. Yeah. And creating. Yeah. We don't want to be fixed. Mm -mm. We don't don't want someone to come fix us Mm -mm. as we're like a poor, unfortunate soul. Like, we want to find that fortunate feeling within ourselves, and we want to live that. And and share that with others. We do. Right. And then we've just, but we've just believed, we believed that we cannot do that on so many different levels. And we've gotten so far away from from that human connection, the authenticity of it, or how pure it can be because of all these layers that have been put upon us. And then now, you know, with COVID being physically removed from each other, you know, is I, I think maybe that's a help waking people up, I hope, to to really cherish and um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but how important it is to the physicalness of real life with each other and experience and showing up as who we really are because right. anytime like somebody shows up as not themselves people feel it right yeah. you can feel it in your heart you can feel something's off you're like I don't know why but this person I'm not really sure and it's just they're not show and everyone's like so scared that like someone's not going to accept the real them but what's so beautiful is even like the real you is like 
is so much more fun, <laughs> even if you're an asshole. Like, I would rather have the real asshole than the fake other person because I can work with that. You know what I mean? I can, like, and that just, that fills me up. Yeah. Is, is real, real encounters, real experiences, real people, like, opening their hearts, opening their spirit, opening their, you know, we all struggle. Like, we all think that people don't have the same struggles as us. No, we all do. You know, even even the people on the spiritual path or even the people that are this or even we all have we're humans. We all did come here for human lessons. We came in here for human growth, you know, even though there's ones of us that came from places far, far away. We we did come here to have a human experience. So in that human experience, everyone's so scared to talk about their human experiences, but the more we open up on what our personal human experience is in the in what we're supposed to come here to learn and grow it's like we're not separate right okay so um just to the listeners my computer was dying so i went and got a cord and we're just going to switch gears a little bit and finish up on a really beautiful topic that rena wants to discuss and um, even if we don't finish it all today, we can um, pick this up another time, too. Yeah, but let's, absolutely. Because it's funny absolutely. that you say that because I was having, she wants to talk about uh, divine feminine in the body. And I was actually, I think, I think we should, let's do this. Let's start this topic and let's definitely pick this one up because there's actually something <laughs> that came it. up for me about divine masculine while we were talking earlier um, that I would love to dive into as well. So, yeah, I think we should do, I think we actually found our actual topic for the next episode, but let's do a little, let's do a little, um, you know, yeah, a precursor into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it really does. And we'll wrap up this podcast that we did today perfectly because the paradigm that ending that's ending right now is really throwing us into the initiation of the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and the divine feminine is the womb Mm -hmm. and it is the chrysalis and it is the the dark night of the soul and it is the initiation into rebirth you know the divine feminine is the creator it is the maintenance it is the destroyer and how that really relates to what we're talking about is caring for your body, mm-hmm. feeling the subtle energy within your body, feeling how the divine feminine talks in mysterious ways and how we translate that to practical ways is trusting your heart in this time of in this time when it is so challenging to think that the heart has any weight or gravity. Mm-hmm. It's the most important thing that takes us into this new rebirth. And so the practical ways of like really listening and nurturing the divine feminine is like what you said earlier, Sarah. It's about getting enough sleep. It's about eating foods that are nourishing. It's about cultivating your mindset. If you're listening to this, it is probably meditation. It's Mm -hmm. probably your spiritual practice. It's also reading and Mm -hmm. studying. 
and learning the knowledge that you want to learn rather than just being unconsciously fed the food of the media. Mm-hmm. And then it's also um, exercise. Mm-hmm. Balancing these things to honor the body is how we birth in a new earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And allowing yourself to create again. Yes. You know, it's all about, yeah, birthing. Birthing doesn't always mean children. It means ideas. It means passions. It means purpose. It means, you know, like Mm -hmm. allow yourself to divorce this old life, to divorce these old relationships, to divorce these old habits, these old eating habits, thinking habits, life habits, and allow yourself to like, you know, go into the crystalline and go in through that process that is inevitably going to happen at some point in your life. Something, if the, if you refuse the call and you deny it, it is going to put you there one way or another, whether you like it or not. It could be, it could be when you're 20, it could be when you're 50, it could be when you're 40, it could be when you're 80, but I will tell you, you will go there before you die. You can either do it now if you heal their calling and get on to your new life that you're meant to live where you're going to be so much happier and feel so much more purposeful or you can keep prolonging it but allow yourself to go through that process and then and in that you know if if you do the things that are nourishing for you it might not even be that bad of a process. Maybe we were just the initiates in it and like it's supposed to be super horrible but like we didn't know any better. You know? Maybe it doesn't even have to be that way if you go into it being... Like, it was interesting, through different breakups and different things in my life, I I drank so much through them, you know? And when I went through this divorce, like, I didn't fully quit drinking at that time, but I did not drink my way through it at all. Like, I was damn near sober to get to myself to being sober. Um, But I found myself being more pure going through it that I moved through it I think even a lot easier than I would have had I been dousing myself with a bunch of chemicals absolutely through it you expedite the process when you release toxins and fill fill your body with nourishing consumption mm-hmm absolutely you expedite it and that's there's so much quicker yeah and that's this whole thing that we're going through it's like right you can sit and be drunk all day and worried and feel fill yourself with like we keep saying feel and fill (laughs) we keep catching ourselves feel fill (laughs) feel feel fill um you know and like and navigate through what we're going through as a collective, you know, by not taking your care of yourself or yes, start harnessing those divine feminine qualities now. And you'll, you'll, as we continue to move through this, you'll be able to move through it with a lot more ease and you'll be surprised at how happy you are and how some of these dramas aren't that big of a deal or that you can start enjoying this process Actually, it's funny. I just heard one of your listeners go, well, how am I supposed to like keep up on the news? Like, what am I supposed to watch? Like, and I love this quote, Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith says, 
watch the news long enough so you know who to pray for. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and then turn it off. Yeah. Don't stay stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Don't stay stuck until your stomach is hurting and you're going to the fridge and eating because you're trying to like nourish yourself like Mm -hmm. say okay this is what's happening turn it off or that you're feeling so gross and low that you need to go you know take a shot or have a bottle of wine or do get stoned out of your mind to just like numb it out like no you we're giving you the permission that you can turn it off i'm even giving you the permission that you don't even need to turn it on Right. I'm happy in my life just navigating through not really knowing what's going on because it helps me to keep hold the vibration for everybody else. Right. And I'm definitely in a place now where I have, um, you know, everyone's on their karmic path. Everyone's mm-hmm. choosing what's Absolutely. right now. But I have just gotten to the point in my spiritual practice this past year where I can watch the news, pray for it, turn it off know what's happening, stay in the know, and still harness my spiritual practice Mm -hmm. in a way that helps and benefits all beings. But also, like we said earlier, not falling prey to drowning in that consciousness. And you have to pay attention to what's right for you. Sarah, you're honoring your body by not even turning it on. And that is amazing. And then, you know, getting to a point when you feel like you can dabble in it a Mm -hmm. little without hurting yourself then you have permission to do that. Yeah. I pick up on things here and there, you know, but I just like, yeah, it's just, what's interesting um, right before we go is I was watching on Gaia, I was watching the show Initiation with uh, Matias Stefano, And I think this was an episode five or six. I can't remember what episode I was on, but he was talking about the Holocaust and he was talking about everything that was going on with that. And how when you operate in the fifth dimension, when you're when you are a fifth dimensional being and you and you get to that space and you're looking down on Earth and all of its dramas and what's going on is you see it from like kind of like a bird's eye view of like the grand plan, the grand scheme of things. And he was talking about how, you know, like as, as horrible as the Holocaust was and, and all the stuff in the grand scheme of humanity, humans needed to wake up and grow faster and what makes humans wake up and grow faster is because of the timeline of everything is is something really dramatic and as a collective and as a whole to go through to 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 catapult them into another space and that's what the holocaust was on a higher dimension so not saying that it was okay and we need to repeat it that's not the point at all it was a horrible 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 thing but as a bigger bird's eye view of the bigger spiritual picture of this journey we call life on this earth in our awakening in our ascension in our experience if you look at COVID as the same thing we were not in a good place and we needed something to come up and shake us up and snap us out of this dream that we were in or nightmare or whatever you want to call it. And yes, there, you know, we, we don't have jobs right now. We, we, there's businesses being lost and beautiful businesses that I'm hearing about being lost and, you know, and all this stuff, but it's catapulting us into a bigger consciousness into a greater awakening into a more unity that's what he said too was what did what was the 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 byproduct of the holocaust was also a global unity 
So look at this. We're not, it's just not you, Rena, without a job. It's not just Sarah without a job. It is Rena and Sarah and millions of other people without a job. It's millions of other people being cut off from each other. It's a million of other people having the same fears. And so it's, it's, it's catapulting us. It is awakening us as a unity. So if I want it, if we want to take it back to the beginning, it's like, that's the difference of going through the crystalline alone or the crystalline together is like, (laughs) we're crystalline, Chris, Chris, I can't even say it right now. And, and unifying, we're being unified. And that's the point. Because we're supposed it. to be ascending to this higher dimension together. Rena's not right. just supposed to go on her own. I'm not just supposed to go on my own. It's leave no man behind. If you want to come with, we are all helping each other up and to go and rising together. Spiritual benefit for all. A hundred percent. I love how you just wrapped that up. That was beautiful, Sarah. So we'll see Rena in a future episode, and we're going to definitely dive in deeper into the divine feminine and the divine masculine, because like I've said before, we have both within us, with them in us all. We both have both uh, aspects, whether you're male or female, it does not matter. And I definitely have some things I want to touch on the divine masculine aspect and I would love to hear what Rena has to bring in more about the divine feminine aspect. I think that'll be really beautiful. And so for today, we will say goodbye to Rena. Goodbye, Rena. Goodbye, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank yes. you, Creatrix Culture. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And we will talk with you again soon. Have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, night, whatever it is in your time.